0: No, right, go ahead talk. Mm-hmm. Say you're listening to the Word Bros podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say you're listening to the Word Bros podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you are listening the to the Word, Word Bros, Bros podcast. podcast. The, the Word Bros. dot com dot. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone and Welcome to a brand new episode of your favorite weekly comics podcast, Word Bros. My name is Bob. Hello and welcome.
1: I'm Kevin. Thanks for showing up to another episode of Word Bros.
0: We have a very great episode today. We've got shout-outs. Kevin wants to do some shout-outs, so we're going to get to that in a little while. We have Peter Cimetti, the editor-in-chief of Alternate Comics, uh, who is doing an amazing thing with comics. He br- he's, he's basically bringing back newsprint, which if you haven't seen any of this stuff, It's really, really killer. So we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, We promised we wouldn't bring up the 11 years that he spent uh, uh, kind of building up his repertoire. We were going right down to the part of the issue. So we're doing that. We have Matthew David Smith on the writer and creator of Amazing Age, which is also from Alterna Comics. So we've got a, a very big Alterna Comics uh, episode planned. Peter Samedi, Michael David Smith from Alterna Comics are doing some really killer stuff. They're kind of bringing comics back to the people, if you will. The people out there in this fine country of land that we live in that love comics, that love the medium. He's bringing it back. I mean, they're talking like newsstands and stuff like that. They're taking books out of the comic shops and Literex, bring it, If yes, you will, Felicia yeah. Bonney. <laughs> I mean, Spinner racks, spinner man, like, every time I end up talking to somebody about comics, it, for some reason, dudes our age, it always ends up back with spinner racks. Spinner racks, you know, spinner racks are the shit. Dude. You remember going to 7-Eleven, son, and <laughs> it's like <laughs> we all turn into like, you know. weekend, uh, like, it's
1: squeaking. It's like. It's like yep. Uh, I love the spinner racks. <laughs> and, you, and, you, and, and, you know, this is a funny mention, but give a, a, a real quick shout out to our friend Mark Deering in his house has three spinner racks that's awesome comics now i don't know if he's inked all those comics because mark deering is an inker. but every time i go to his house i want to look at his spinner racks and see what's up there because the eight-year-old me goes there's something baller somewhere somebody hit it way in the back yeah right <laughs> so, that's yes do. so there's a lot
0: of good feelings going on about that man there's a lot of cool stuff uh, so we got a really great episode. So, I mean, let's just get right to uh, the Alterna Comics section of the pod with Peter Sametti and Matthew David Smith.
2: Right. So have you guys uh, picked up the new books at all? Or? Yes, Bob has one in his hand.
1: I've, I've, got, got, right my, I've
0: got my oh, okay. copy awesome. of Amazing Age right here, man. I really enjoyed it.
1: Oh, great. Glad to hear it. It's a really bold move. We always applauded it. Uh, since the moment we heard about the uh, newsprint line, uh, Bobby's like, Have you seen this? And I said, No, I didn't see it yet. And so he sent it to me, and I started looking at it. I was like, This seems like really cool. It's like very classic and nostalgic of, of uh, this pretty cool idea. How'd you come up with that idea?
2: Do it. Uh, when I started alterna about 11 years ago, I wanted to print comics out in newsprint and um, it was really difficult to find her. And then when I would find one, uh, I didn't want to do any print runs less than like 25,000. And I mean, you know, you guys know what it's like with comics and you're lucky if you could sell through a thousand, let alone that many. Um, And the the prices were great. It's not like they weren't great. You know, I mean, you're talking about 10 cents, 15 cents an issue, but I mean, that's a staggering amount of books. And, um, so I just kind of put on the back burner for a couple of years and every like couple of years, I think I would, I would look up again and, and try to find a printer and I'd kind of hit the same wall every time. And, um, for whatever reason, uh, I, I got it in me to look up again and then see if we could find a newsprint printer. And I was finding that there were newsprint printers that were doing like thousand to 5,000 really affordably and um i don't i think something along the lines of the technology changing with the inks that were being used that it became more economical and um the the paper as well uh because i guess what happened was when newsprint started going out of fashion because of the whole digital boom um the the paper stocks kind of went down so it th- wasn't as prevalent as it used to be and I think everyone started turning into making print products more premium, uh, especially I mean comic books. Uh, that that definitely happened. Yes. And so it just got a, it just kind of got relegated to newspapers and things like that. But it, it was funny because everyone's telling me uh, every time I looked, telling me about how expensive newsprint would be, and every single time I'm just thinking, you know, everything that you see that's for free that they give away. Is always on newsprint. So, <laughs> I mean, from flyers, grocery store circulars, all that stuff. I mean, newsprint is still around, right? Um, and and eventually, I started thinking outside the box with with looking up printers that were doing local flyers and things like that. And that's when I kind of got led down the road to finding a printer that wasn't necessarily printing comic books, but they had what we needed, which was the glossy cover and and newsprint and and if anything, I honestly I found four or five printers that that could do it. We're actually switching printers up now that um uh, they've got kind of like a heat set uh, ink that won't stain your fingers. Really? If you, rub, oh, yeah. if you rub these issues enough, the the ink's gonna rub off on your fingers and it's just gonna be kind of a mess. And um but if anything, this this printer I think that we're gonna be using on the June books. It's very similar quality to, like, um, I'd say early 90s Marvel, maybe, like, X-Men 1, like the Jim Lee Claremont. Nice. Right, the one that everybody has, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's very, very dead on in terms of paper quality and ink quality. Uh, so I think that's going to go over really well, and I think everyone's going to like that a lot. And um, and if anything, uh, this printer's 25% less on the money Which is um, cool for you. than the other one was. Yeah. Yeah. So, so everybody makes more. The creators make a little more. We make a little more. Um, and it's been it's been crazy because uh, I think I think we're we're used to doing maybe a thousand books with the graphic novels on a print run, and we're looking at like seven, eight thousand on an issue. Wow. Um, yeah. Because between um, comic shops and and the newsstand stuff that we've got coming out over the summer, um, the comic shops are close to four thousand on every issue and then um for june it was a little higher for everything so we kind of increased the numbers on that and uh and it's nice to to hear that that i'm I'm getting reports every single day from comic shops that they're selling through of 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 the whole line and i have never in 11 years i've never heard a comic shop tell me they've sold out of everything
0: well i mean it's a dollar i mean it's a dollar 50 start i mean you can just pick up a book for a for a run just to see what happens i mean comics now are four bucks a piece you know five dollars a piece hell there was an issue of amazing spider-man that was 10 bucks like you you can just pick this up on a whim even if you've never heard of the creator or whatever and just give it a go and see what happens I mean, I think yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's targeted. It's got a great price target. I think it's fantastic. And I believe Matthew David Smith is here. Matthew, are you here as well? Can you hear us? I am here and I can hear you guys. Fantastic. So we are joined today. It's, a, it's kind of like an Alterna podcast, Alterna Comics podcast. They're doing a lot of really exciting things in the business. We're joined by Peter Sametti, who is the founder and editor-in-chief. And we're also joined by uh, my friend, uh, the writer of The Amazing Age, Matthew David Smith. And um, Peter was just telling us about the, the newsprint and the cost effectiveness of it and all that stuff. Man, how did you get involved in this? How did you get involved with this newsprint run? Because when I picked up your Amazing Age copy, I have it right here. You can't see it. It almost screams newsprint. It's like the perfect book for the style of comic that
3: they're going for here. So how did you get involved? Well, that that's exactly what it was right there. Um, about a year ago, uh, Jeremy Massey, the artist of Amazing Age, who also worked with me on these things, uh, the horror comic I wrote that was released by Alterna a few years ago. Um, we had an idea to work on this superheroes, uh, comic. He really wanted to do something superhero related. I told him an idea that I had. Um, we were going to just do it as a, as a web comic. And, um, we started, we started doing it that way last summer, actually. We debuted it last June, right before Heroes Con. And, uh, um, later in, let's see, late, yeah, later in 2016, that's when, uh, Peter, you know, contacted some of us to see if any of us were interested in doing a newsprint line of, you know, comics that would be really cheap and accessible to uh, a lot of people and, and, you know, printed on that classic newsprint. We were like, dude, this is perfect. Just like you said, this is perfect for what we're doing because this this comic harkens back to, you know, Silver Age type comics and everything. And I'm like, it's, it's like somehow Peter knew what we were doing <laughs> and and it was, like, just a perfect fit to where, like, let's do this. And and we've been real happy and real pleased with everything. I mean, the, the response thinking has been great. and It's it's just surreal seeing, like, you know, people posting stuff on Instagram and Facebook, you know, in Australia and England, and they're reading Amazing Age, you know. That's
1: awesome. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and
3: Listen,
0: then Peter, you had, and then over the, I believe it was last summer, you had the bright idea, which I don't know why more comic companies don't do this, but you mentioned it earlier when you were speaking. You went back to the newsstand model. Tell me how that came about. And you were like petitioning Barnes and Noble to get spinner racks in there, if my, if memory serves correctly.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, Barnes & Noble carries uh, a little bit of DC, um, some Archie stuff, but but really nothing else. Uh, they broke ties with Marvel a while ago because Marvel chose to kind of go their own way and go completely exclusive with Diamond. And, and Diamond doesn't want to do anything to do with newsstand because I think, I think because of the returnability factor, but also because uh, a lot of newsstand people aren't going to go looking through previews to order stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Uh, you're going to kind of want to see what's out there give it a chance if it doesn't move you don't pick it up anymore that's kind of how newsstand goes so it's a little bit more of a brutal world um, than the comic shop stuff is but uh there's still no reason that maybe diamond can't try to get the top 20 selling books even if it's just marvel dc image whatever it is uh into newsstand distribution and that would include you know make a deal with like GameStop, make a deal with barnes and noble make a deal with um, even, even some of the image firsts, imagine an image first spinner rack and, yeah. and you know, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Just to get comics out there, you know, a uh, Walmart, Target, all that stuff. Well,
0: I mean, when I was growing up as a kid, I mean, there it seemed like there were spinner racks everywhere. I mean, I yeah, would go, they were, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm an, I'm from, I'm a Navy kid. I lived in Virginia beach, Virginia. I remember going to the, uh, the exchange <laughs> at Oceana and like, there was a, there was a spinner rack and my well, spider. I, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, it shouldn't be easier to get a Playboy than a comic book, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's kind of like... I remember a, when...
0: Hang on, hang on, hang on, my uh, Matthew. Hang on, let, let Peter go.
2: Oh, I was saying, comics are kind of being relegated into this little corner where they're in a comic shop, and if you're lucky enough to have a comic shop or, or anything within your area, then, you know, maybe you can get them. Uh, but other than that, uh, they're not going to be at a 7-Eleven or a convenience store or, you know, nowadays uh, any other kind of store, especially a supermarket. I used to get comics all the time from the supermarket. Um, I, I used to get
1: I used to live in New York. I grew up in Astoria, Queens, and uh, on the corner, my dad used to call it the drugstore, but it was it was it wasn't really a drugstore. It was like they sold everything. And they had arcade games and stuff in there too. There was two spinner racks and all my comics came off of those two spinner racks for 75 cents. So I remember getting like Power Man and Iron, Man. like I had it, I had it set up in like a, in a tier system. So they didn't have this, I'd get this, If so they didn't have this, I'd get this. So it was like, I'd get five bucks allowance and I'd run to the corner store, which was hard because I was a fat kid. And then you get to the corner store. <laughs> To, to buy your comics and then you have them listed in your tier and I'm like I'm going to get this, or this See and
0: that's the cool part about it too is like my collection growing up as a kid I mean I'd have Amazing Spider-Man 350 and 354 and 358 because I couldn't find them well, the way you do it number now one, You know you don't yeah. start
2: at uh, Superman number one and you're like I'm going to read comics now today and, and <laughs> 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 now Go,
0: a, a spin yeah, yeah, go
3: ahead Matthew go ahead Oh, oh, yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, well, it's kind of going to what you were just saying about, you know, things out of order and everything. I distinctly remember on a family trip that we took, you know, because I grew up in Georgia, driving from Georgia down to Florida for, you know, spring break or whatever. um, We hit several gas stations. And what I did was I looked at the, the spinner rack or the magazine rack for the comics, you know, at, at each door and I. I freaked out cuz I happened to find like four consecutive issues of X-Men, you know, in, in the span of like, you know, 3 days at various gas stations and I was like that that clinched it then. I was starting a collection cuz I had four in a row, you know. <laughs> um and I I, mean, I can look at my my comics right now and I can I can remember which comics I bought and I can even remember which stores I bought them at. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: comics and, do uh, you know up.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, and like you know, grocery stores, like Peter was talking about. Like I remember when, um, you remember in the early '90s, like when they started reprinting uh Tales from the Crypt and stuff. When you know the HBO show was popular, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the the local grocery store is the only place you could find those. The local comic store that I used to go to didn't carry them but the grocery store was the only place I could find them. So I would hit up the grocery store, you know, twice a month to look for, you know, Vault of Horror and stuff like that,
2: you know? (laughs) And
0: it's so awesome that I'm really, it makes me really happy, Peter, that the comics audience is kind of, they're they're taken to your idea because I mean, it's a very big risk to go back and printing stuff on newsprint paper. So, I mean, I'm really happy for you. I think you guys are doing a great thing for comics in general. So uh, how much longer is this, is this an experiment or is this going to be kind of the Alterna comics kind of, uh, kind of idea moving forward.
2: Well, I mean, I've got I've got books on the schedule into 2019 so far. So wow. this is a an experiment. Yep.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. That's really yeah, cool. We, I
0: I, I think, even saw I even saw on your Twitter account that you even took silly putty and silly putty one yeah. of your own books.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna talk a you the other day and I saw a whole thing of silly putty and I'm like I'm taking a silly putty and I'm gonna I'm gonna see what it does with the comic like when I was a kid and it, it worked great. That's it nice. worked awesome. That's and it, cool. and, it was it was fun. It was it was it was pretty interesting. And, again, and
0: uh, this isn't just a nostalgia thing. I mean, these books these books are great. I mean, the stories are fantastic. Uh, t- tell us about some of the ones that are out now. About the ones that are coming. Uh, I was I'd just getting about, about
1: the line. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, right now, uh, people can probably find I mean, if they're lucky, I guess they could find uh, Croak, Lilith Dark, uh, Amazing Age, and Adam Wreck. Uh, those are the books that we released on uh, on May third. Um, We've got a a directory actually on on our website, uh, alternacomics.com slash retailers. And if you go to that, you'll see about, I think it's about 300 to 400 shops right now that that carry the books. And uh, it doesn't mean that that's just the shops that carry the books. That's because of the fact that um, the shop owners either reached out to us or a customer from the shop reached out saying they got a book there. So, we work closely with all those shops as well they 've all got like promo packs and posters and and all this kind of uh, promotional stuff to to also help them uh, understand that we 're supporting them as well it 's not just a, a one way street and um, so i 'm getting a lot of reports from shops that they are selling out which is which is fantastic and um, and i 'm glad that uh, that, that's happening. And, and some shops are even shocked because th- they'll tell me we ordered like 30 or 40 of these and we didn't think that they were all going to go and they're gone already. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really nice to hear that. Um, but uh, croak is a great book. If, if you're into horror, it's a nice horror suspense book. Um, Lilith darks uh, really, really catching on. Um, it's, it's an awesome adventure uh, book that that has a girl with a, a I guess an overactive imagination, but she finds out that all the, the monsters that she thinks are imaginary are actually real. Um, so that's a really good one. Uh, Charles Dow does a great job on that. Um, Adam wreck, uh, Adam Reck was actually first, uh, published as a graphic novel. So was Lilith dark, but, but Charles chose to, uh, revise and update the whole thing. He told me he was going to do some tweaks, and then all of a sudden he's presenting an entirely new <laughs> uh, story. with like new art, and, and I was like, this is crazy. But comparing um, the graphic novel to, to what he's got now, it's I, I can totally see why he wanted to do it. Um, he felt like his style had changed, and and he, he did a lot better uh, this time around than, than he did the other time. And it's not like he didn't do good work the first time around, but I think he made that he made, like almost 10 years ago wow. so a lot of stuff changed so you want to update it but Lilith Dark uh, is a great series um Adam Wreck is great as well that that one was a graphic novel but it sold out pretty quick and um Michael Brocco just didn't really he, he didn't really know what to do with the sequel for it and by the time that he did he ended up getting caught up into doing other stuff and he's got another book out called The Creators and everything like that so um I'm glad that we could get the newsprint run. Uh, featuring all ages titles as well as mature titles too. Cause a lot of people thought newsprint and it's a lower price. And so that means that it's just going to be kind of like children's books. And I, I really wanted to stress that that wasn't the case that these, these weren't all throwback books either. Cause amazing age has a great throwback look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It does. Yeah. But, but like a book like croak, for instance, it, it looks very modern. It looks a lot like something that would come out of image or, or, or another publisher like that. So I think once people picked up the books and and they realized, wow, this is a buck fifty, but it's it's definitely not a dollar fifty quality. Um, I, I think people were really surprised, and I had a lot of people telling us they went in there to get one and they ended up getting all four because they were really shocked at, at how great they were. That's awesome. So yeah, it, it's it's been crazy. I, I honestly, to put in perspective, um, in eleven years, I'd, I'd maybe get one email a month from a retailer. Uh, just saying that they're excited about the book or, or, or someone would be like, Oh, I really loved, you know, reading that one. And people like it here Uh, with the newsprint comics. I think I've, I've received about 200 in a month. Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been, it's been absolutely crazy to, to just see something every single day, multiple times a day, just, just talking to people, talking to retailers. It's, it's just been really great.
1: But neither Uh, of you guys are strangers to the business though. Right. What was that? Neither of you guys are strangers to the business. Like you've been doing this, like you said, for eleven years. So you, you are a writer. Uh, you wrote your own comics and stuff, right, Peter?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I've been, I've been doing this for a while. I mean, let's, let's, let's even put in more of a crazy perspective. Okay. I just, I, I did a film um, with the chair. Yeah. Oh, you know, great. we had Roddy involved and Zach Galligan and all these people that, that are like icons of of childhood. And I'm getting a bigger response for newsprint comics than for the film. That's awesome. So to see that people are this excited about comic books, is, it's, it's great. It's great to see that. And it's it's something that at the same time, though, it kind of irritates me because I wish that everyone would kind of see that people really love comics. It's just, you know, there, there's so many places to spend your entertainment dollar nowadays. And there's no reason that a comic needs to cost five bucks. No it just way. isn't. Nope. You know, I agree. Uh, and, it's,
0: and, and and Matthew, it's got to make you feel fantastic because I, you can hear the excitement and, and just kind of the the passion coming from Peter. And that's your editor in chief and your founder. Like, how does that drive you as a creator to want to do the best work you can for this guy?
3: Oh, yeah, that makes all the difference in the world. And it's, uh you know, he's put so much support into this. And, you know, he's very hands-on with us, and, like, you know, we're going through, you know, how many emails have we sent back and forth, Peter, over the past few months? Like,
2: you know, a couple
3: of dozen, a couple of dozen, probably, at least. You know, going through stuff about, you know, cover and, like, you know, various, you know, editorial stuff, and he's really, you know, committed to this and making this work, and and it, I mean, you know, he's publicizing it like crazy, you know, posting all over social media, and we all are, you know, and it's really paying off, and it. It just, it's, it's such a motivator to, to make this great, and it's, I mean, this is a story that I've kind of wanted to do for quite a long time, and, you know, these these are all, all the characters in Amazing Age are characters I made up between the age of 6 and 15. It's amazing. So, <laughs> so this, this is like, you know, something that I always wanted to do, and it's like, you know you can see in the back of the first issue, there's drawings of these characters that I did in 1987, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and so it's like, finally, it was like, Oh, this is what I dreamed of, you know, as a kid growing up and it's happening, you know? So it's great
0: it's very cool because I mean I've heard from other dudes I know in the business who work with publishers who never get responses from emails who never get you know kind of feedback from anybody so to have someone being so hands-on Peter that's got to be quite an undertaking because like you said you've got books that are scheduled till 2019 how do you find time to do all this and talk to us
2: <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know <laughs> I, had a, I had a solid answer for
1: that and he's also putting out you you're, you're, you're guys they're
2: doing an anthology soon too right yeah yeah we're doing a, another uh, if anthology uh, for november it's going to come out we just we just closed this off deadline a couple weeks ago we're, we're going to close the final deadline on june 1st um even that one that one's been nuts because the first one i think i got about 50 people submitting and i thought that was fantastic and and you know we, we put like 15 stories through and it was great and i figured okay we'll get pretty much the same amount of people for the next year's and we got Damn. like 250 submissions. Jesus. <laughs> you so. Yeah. And, and I didn't put a cap on it in my head. I was just like, okay, this one's good. This one's good. This one maybe needs work, whatever. And then I just kind of separated it then later on. And then I'm looking at the pile of the ones I accepted and I'm like 40 stories. What the hell am I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I can't tell these people no, because they're all good. Yeah. And, um, and so we put the book out anyway. It was like almost 300 pages uh, for the anthology. And, um, and it's, it's pretty much sold out at this point. Like, I, I think there's only 40 copies left wow. Of, wow. of the whole thing. And, um, it, it did really well. People loved it. And, uh, and I figured, okay, well, you know, it, that, and that was a superpowers theme is a superhero thing. Um, but this year is going to be uh crime and we're going to have it as a, as a mature rating. So I figured, okay, that'll kind of lessen, um, how many people submit and yep. We're not even close to the deadline. I got like 200 submissions already. Wow. So Yep. i <laughs> not That's surprised.
1: Insane.
0: Now, have you noticed, well, like, since you guys have started the newsprint thing, have you noticed that submissions for books to get on the newsprint line has gone up? Like, how do you pick books oh for the God. newsprint thing?
2: <laughs> I, 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 think, um, I think I got 100 submissions overnight when I announced <laughs> that I was looking for newsprint line submissions. The next day, my inbox was like, was, was crazy full. And by the time I counted through it, it was something like eighty-five to a hundred, wow. and um, I couldn't—I couldn't believe. It. I couldn't believe it. And usually we receive like ten a week. Um, since that time, it's maybe about twenty-five a week or so now. But uh, like I said, there, there's so many good books that, that I'm, I'm proud that we're going to be able to put out, and, and we're going to actually start this, this first year uh, with the new. And stuff a lot of it is, is digital stuff and things that it's kind of like a reverse graphic novel treatment because we put out graphic novels first we didn't have single issues for them so now uh, we're putting out single issues even though the graphic novel's probably out there um there's a couple tweaks here and there to issues like lilith dark's probably the the, the biggest undertaking of um of a change on on a on a book but um even a book like mine like the chair um I tweaked the lettering uh, a bit because the font is going to be hard to read um, in newsprint because newsprint bleeds just a little bit more. And the font on the chair, um, it requires really precise precision printing to, to be legible. Otherwise it's going to be all over the place. So I picked something a little, a little more traditional, a little easier to read. So the lettering on that's different. I did a couple script tweaks to it while I was there. Cause I, I wrote that thing when I was like 21. And I mean, that was a while ago. So just looking back at it now, I'm like, damn, like, damn, that's some of that's ham-fisted writing, but what are you do? <laughs> So i I'll tweak some of it it's that, a little though. better right. now, and uh, at least I'd like to think it's a little better now anyway, and uh, that's going to be for a dollar, and that comes out on June 21st, so. Oh, wow. um, That's awesome. Yeah. And, and then,
0: um, uh, Matthew, your book is in stores now. I have issue one in front of me. What issue two comes out? July nineteenth. July. So you guys are doing these things bi-monthly, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. So, uh, right. yeah, we're on we're on schedule for that. I think all of them are pretty much
2: bi-monthly, aren't That's they, also- Peter? Yeah, they're all bi-monthly. Yep. Great.
0: And so you guys are going to be in comic stores all over the place. This is going on until 2019, which is amazing. And I think, like I said, man, I think it's great for the industry. I think it's great for business. Uh, because again, comics should be, it's not just a t-shirt. Comics should be accessible to everyone and you are kind of bringing that to the masses. So, you know, uh, congratulations and and a job well done, sir. We wish nothing but the best for you, Peter.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm glad that the creators here are going to have, uh, a bigger following and then hopefully get you know more opportunities from it and people can see their work so that's that's, awesome. that's the biggest thing
1: that's awesome that's well, awesome. also are you guys doing conventions or anything you'd like to
2: plug and mention oh uh, yeah i'm uh i'm sorry go ahead peter oh uh, you know you can go right ahead
3: uh yeah i'm doing several uh coming up uh, i'm doing of course heroes con in charlotte um mid-june june uh 16th through 18th i believe father's Day yep, weekend That's right. and then the week. The weekend after that I'm doing uh Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um then in um let's see July I'm doing RobCon in Bristol, Virginia. And uh in August I'm doing uh Soda City uh, Comic Con in uh uh Columbia, South Carolina, which um several of those shows, the uh, the entire Amazing Age Creative team will be there. Um oh, wow. Jeremy, me and Christine will all be at uh, Soda City and at HeroesCon.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. I'll be at HeroesCon. i i I will see you there. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I don't miss that show. It's one of my favorites it's every the, year. It's the they, best show for comics.
3: They have an amazing lineup this year too. I mean, it's it's a legend on top of legend. It seems like they're announcing. So it's
1: it, great. It, they are bringing the people in. Like every year, I go to Heroes. It's like uh, it's like a like a fanboy dream um oh, i'm, it like, is. It I'm is. like oh my god it's like i do that every and time it's I, the size of
0: like an airport terminal it's, it's,
1: it's ridiculous yeah no. I, I i saw the
3: um you know announced alan davis and i I was freaking out over that like, <laughs> I have a, to this day I, I i'm sitting here looking at an excalibur poster i have that's framed, that. hang up on my wall that i i've had since 1988 that's awesome. and uh I'm taking that to Heroes Con
0: game. Now, Peter, where are you going to be this summer for, uh, for cons?
2: Uh, I'm sticking uh, mostly in the New England area. Um, I'm, I'm up in New Hampshire, so I usually kind of stay local. I'm going to be uh, at Massive Con in uh, the end of June. Um, I'm going to be at Classic City Comic Con. Uh, I think that's the end of July. Uh, there's Granite Con in September. Um, I'm going to be at the Portland, uh, comic expo, uh, I think in October. And then there's like white mountain comic con and, and either October or November, I got to check again. But, uh, in the summer I'm doing it, I'm doing a ton of signings. I think I'm doing one or two every single week. That's um, cool. so, wow. that's great. So, yeah. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff going on and, and I like doing the signings too, cause it helps out with the stores and it lets them know that we support them too. Yeah. So that's yeah. important.
0: You guys are definitely doing great work. Uh, Matt, I would like to keep you on for a little bit so we can chit chat specifically about, uh, amazing age, but Peter, man, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Good luck to, uh, to Alternate Comics, we, again, it's such an amazing thing you guys are doing. And I picked my book up. I don't know if it's on your website because I haven't checked, but I picked my book up at uh, Arcadian Comics in Newport, Kentucky. They had the whole run of them there. And uh, the, the, the owner of the shop, Steve, was super amped about it. He was really excited about what you guys are doing. So you guys are definitely making waves in the industry, so it's awesome.
2: Great. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely up on the site. Yep. Yeah, cool. And, and thank you for your awesome. time. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Now,
0: now get back to work. We know you got a thousand books to edit and a million things to do.
2: Peter Semedi does not sleep, folks. Because I
1: already know I yeah. do not sleep that many hours. If he's doing all this and he's doing like three times as many things that that Kevin Cuff does, Peter Semedi he he does not sleep. He's he's a robot. He,
3: the newsprint is the secret weapon there, because he just he keeps inhaling that, so it just keeps him going.
2: You know? Yeah, you know, when I started to get sleepy. I just take a couple This Works, dude. Yeah, that's right.
0: I can't even express to you when I opened up the Amazing Agent and and
1: just I was like, wow, smelled this, like old comics. This
0: smells like my <laughs> eight-year-old life. This is amazing. It, and again, it's not exactly. And I just I can't stress this enough. It's not just nostalgia. I mean, the books are good. I can't wait for Mother Russia. That's going to be a fantastic book. That's a fantastic one.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, June titles, uh, you can get all four for five fifty. Where the hell else can you That's, say that?
0: You can't even get one Marvel book. for $5. 50. That's
2: one Marvel book yeah that's amazing that's i I i'm so
0: excited for what you guys are doing peter i think it i mean it takes balls to pull something like this off and i mean congratulations sir you got big brass ones
1: (laughs) (laughs) we have stuff we want to pitch you sir
0: (laughs) all right well ladies and gentlemen peter samedi the the founder and editor-in-chief of alterna comics thank you peter
2: thanks a lot thanks for having me on yes
0: sir yes sir All right, and uh, Matt, you're still there? I'm here, yep. All right, cool. We wanted to give you a little bit of time too so uh, so you can talk about okay. The Amazing Age specifically because you did, you wrote this book because uh, in the in the letter section in the back, you were writing this thing when you were like eight years old. How did eight-year-old, uh, how is eight-year-old Matthew David Smith different from 35-year-old Matthew David Smith?
3: <laughs> it's, uh, it's not really much different, honestly. <laughs> I have the same
1: problem. I have the same problem. <laughs> I'm the
3: same Um,
1: guy. Yeah, yeah. I
3: just, you know, (laughs) know, now now I don't need my my mother's permission to, you know, rent the horror movies and stuff now. You know, (laughs) that's the only difference. (laughs) But no, like the the comic actually, when I was a kid, um, you know, I, I, like so many other people, I made comics, you know, and and a lot of the characters of course you know were you know rip offs of you know various marvel and dc characters like you know i had laser man who was a, you know surprise surprise he was cyclops you know <laughs> and
1: uh <laughs> so you were but
3: as, but as growing up yeah oh i definitely was that was the first book I, I seriously started collecting um the first the first x-men issue i remember ever buying was issue 201 the the storm cyclops duel issue you know um and uh, I, I was hooked from there and yeah, that was, X-Men was always my big thing. X-Men, Teen Titans, you know, around that, that era. Um, but so I, I started, you know, making my own comics. And then as I got a little older, I, I started to evolve the characters and make more of a backstory and, and all kind of stuff. And, and, um, you know, I did this for years. I, I mean, even when I was in high school, I still did some of these at times and, and, you know, had my friends read them and my brother and stuff like that. And uh, so when I wanted to um, do something with these characters again, actually the, how this all came about is because I have trading cards that I drew on index cards of all my characters. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I have three sets that I did series one, two, and three. And uh, you know, around the same time Marvel and DC were putting their cards out in the early nineties. and I, I was showing them to my kids and we were looking at them and laughing at the characters and stuff and everything. And I was like, man, I really want to do a story with all these characters, but I want to maintain kind of like their background and and all the stuff I I did like without retelling all these stories essentially, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I came up with the idea for amazing age where basically this kid creates comics and he's done this for years. And then he and his friends get sucked into this world that actually exists. And he, he created three characters that were based on him and his friends. And he realized they are superheroes in this world and they were sucked into this world because they have to help win a major war between all the heroes and all the villains. That's awesome. And so I mean, that's I, how I was able to incorporate it all. <laughs> again, I
0: I, I don't I, – the book just screams like silver and golden age stuff. So the fact that it's on newsprint, it's almost too perfect because I remember when you were talking about doing this book as a webcomic, and it's – I mean it it just it screams newsprint man like this is this is like a godsend for you almost
3: <laughs> Oh, it does I mean it, this was absolutely perfect you know when there was no question about it when when Peter announced this I you know contacted Jeremy and he said yeah we definitely need to try I said this is perfect I mean cuz the book starts out with a classic superhero battle between you know the one of the main hero teams called Save which stands for Super Actions versus Evil And it's, uh, them fighting this evil Martian guy named the G. And it's, you know, totally silver age over the top action. And it's, you you get the first dose of that on newsprint. So, you know, like you said, you open up that first page. The first thing I did was I took a big whiff and, uh, then went to reading. That's amazing.
0: That's really great, dude. And like, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just really happy for you because I mean, you've made films out of your books. I mean, you're, you're, you're like a, you're a one man kind of, uh, kind of machine here. Tell us about beasting in the movie.
3: Yeah. Well, I, um, I I wrote beasting, uh, several years ago, actually. I wrote it as a short story, um, in 2009. And then, um, that same year I met Jeremy Massey, um, and uh, I told him about the story I had, and he said, uh, "He said, man, that sounds pretty good. Do you think you could uh, change that into like a, a graphic novel we could work on? It. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do that. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I edited it, you know, made it more like a script, and we self-published it. And then uh, two years later, Peter Smitty picked it up and released it through Alterna. That's
0: awesome. And,
3: um, and as luck would have it, I was actually in my hometown, and a guy that I'd known for years – uh, had a TV show on a local station called the art block where he, you know, interviewed different people in, in different forms of art. And I was on the last episode of the show and he was talking to me about my comics and everything. And he talked about beasting. things. He asked if I'd ever thought about making it a movie because he was talking about comic movies and stuff. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I said, it would be a very easy movie to make just uh, because it, you know, limited settings and it's just, you know, only a handful of characters. And, uh, uh, coincidentally, the director of that TV show was a guy named Will Grammer, and we just started talking, and we figured out we could film this movie. We could film a movie of this for like six thousand bucks easily. Damn. So, and so that's what we decided to do. We held auditions, you know, and uh and uh, it just it just snowballed from there. We made a movie. We premiered it at a local theater. It came out on DVD and everything, and and then a lot of people kept asking about it. You know, they were they read the comic, they watched the movie, and they. It, it's the movies and the comic are both left open ended, and they were like, "Are you gonna do another?" So we weren't planning on doing it, but then so many people asked. I said, "Well, I kind of got an idea now," and we worked on a sequel that came out in December, and so that's available now as well. That's another crazy. movie. Now, now is, you, is the movie, movie called Sting? Is that, that the one? The one movie? movie's
0: called Bee Sting.
1: Bee Sting. Okay.
3: Yeah, it, it's it's like uh, you know along the lines of like Shaun of the Dead. It's it's horror but a lot of comedy too. Okay. And it's um it's about a group of kids that are basically going to summer camp. And um, uh, it starts out very, you know, team 80s, team movie-ish. You know, there's a couple of guys at the camp that are, you know, eyeing some girls and thinking about, you know, how great summer's going to be. And uh, one of the girls gets stung by me and she thinks she might be allergic. So they decide to rush her to the hospital and they end up getting lost and running into some redneck campers. Um oh, wow. So from there, it, it's all about camp counselors fighting for their lives against the campers at that point.
0: There you go.
3: There it is. Awesome. <laughs> And so like
0: what else you got coming out? Cause I know you're working on amazing age now. You got anything else
3: coming out soon? Well, uh, amazing age, definitely keeping us pretty busy right now. And um, I, I have uh, actually, I'm hoping that the success of this will lead to an amazing age sequel because there, there's a big setup for a sequel if it, if it can happen. Uh-oh. So that, yeah, that that's a major thing on the slate right now that we definitely want to do. But, I have a few other ideas that I've been kicking around and um, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I do something else with that, you know, next year, maybe. Cool. So. Well, you,
0: you, and, you and Jeremy have a really good rapport going. You can tell just because you guys worked on, you know, the, you said you guys worked on Beasting together. You worked on this book. You guys have a nice little thing going here. So hope, hopefully you guys will get to do more work together.
3: Oh yeah. He's a, uh, you know, I like I said I met him maybe seven, eight years, eight years ago now and uh we're we're great friends you know we hang you know he's come over and hang out in my house and stayed here he was you know he did the artwork for b thing but he had a role in both the movies too nice Um, wow so when he he came down to film his parts you know he crashed here at the house and everything uh you know i'm I'm good friends with his wife and everything too and so yeah he's he's not just a collaborator he's like one of my best friends that's awesome
0: that 's awesome don't that's go great. don't go starting a podcast or anything because then you're totally ripping us off
3: <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't dare i wouldn't dare no, no no <laughs> that's awesome
0: well, I mean like I can I'm very happy for your success. I know you work really hard at doing this. I respect your hustle, man, because I mean like it's hard enough to make comics, and you're out there busting your ass
1: making movies, so that's amazing. So great, well, great thank job for great great being made into movies. That's yeah, thing, man. That's a great thing, dude. Uh, like I can honestly say I, I haven't read anything that you've done. So I, I don't want to like sound like the idiot on the pod. Uh, but Bob has talked about you to me uh, more than once on more than one occasion. said that this guy's a really cool guy. I like him. he like, you got to pick up this amazing age book that he did and, I was like, I, I checked the local comic shop. They didn't have it. And he's like, Oh, so I was like, but I'll check back in a couple of weeks because I don't get to my comic shop every week. So, so I check back. Yeah. And if they, if they have it, I'll definitely get it. And if not, I will see you at heroes. So.
3: Yeah. I was going to say, hit me up at heroes. I'll give you some of the stuff that I have, you know, I'll, I'll give you a copy of beast thing to read and everything too. Cause um, yeah. I mean, I've known Bob now for several years and, you know, I mean, Going back to when I used to listen to him on the radio, actually when I lived in Virginia. So what now?
1: <laughs> what? What? It's all that celebrity yeah. you carry what? with you, sir.
0: No, man, I'm t- I'm like a weatherman. I'm only famous in a certain area. If I leave that area, <laughs> nobody cares about me, man. Like I'm. Yeah, it's it's not a big deal. I'm not making super awesome movies and comics like. uh, like Matthew David Smith.
1: <laughs> and I love your yeah, name. It's,
0: it's so formal, Matthew it's, David Smith. It's
1: it's very, it's, it's, it's very like, um like Save the bell actor. He like, yeah. he like, like he should it, turn around and face the camera holding some books like <laughs> oh, man, I'm late for class.
3: It's, it's the three most boring names in, you know, America. I'll give you that. Um,
2: <laughs>
3: and there's already like a few different Matthew and Matthew D. Smith doing comics. So I was like, God, I was like, uh, it, it's it's really funny too, because at work, a uh, job I used to have, um, they always used to put our last name and our first two initials. So it always said Smith M.D., it was like I was a doctor. You know? It's like a
0: bad seventies TV show. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know,
3: yeah. It's got the free frame, you know, everything.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well we're looking to do something up here in uh in, in Cincinnati and in Newport with the shop that I go to, so maybe we can invite you guys up and we can have like a like a con up here and you could try to meet some people and sell some books. Because I mean, I couldn't be happier for you, man. Like I said, this amazing age book. I've only read um the newsprint stuff. I've read uh, the Lilith Dark book I read, Amazing Age, but it's just it just screams newsprint. It's so well done, and it just it really kind of captivates your 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 inner eight year old man. So I think you're doing a really great job here, dude. It's like it's 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 almost like the perfect
3: marriage. Yeah, it it really is, and that's exactly what I wanted. I mean, and I wanted to do you know, without, I I want to do an all ages book, but I didn't want it to be a dumbed down all ages book, you know, like I want it to be all ages along the lines of like, say like, you know, Harry Potter is like, you know, all ages or like, you know, or even like the silver age when we used to read, you know, Avengers and Mm -hmm. Titans, you know, Spider-Man. It was, you know, anyone could read that, you know, you didn't have to worry about, you know, insane stuff for a, a kid in there or whatever. But at the same time it doesn't like dumb it down and make it just, too, uh, you know, oversaturated with, uh, you know, cheesiness and, and tootsiness or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So I wanted, it was I just wanted it to have that that feel, you know, and the newsprint definitely helps with that. So yeah, I, I tell people all the time I was like, this is the perfect book for, you know, an eight year old kid who's just getting into, you know, comics and everything, or, you know, the thirty eight year old who was that eight year old kid back in the day, you know, yeah. who you know wants something like that again. This is this is what I wanted to do, and this is uh, the newsprint line was perfect outlet for it. Fantastic.
0: And you said the next book will be out, what, June 3rd?
3: The, uh, July. 19th.
0: Ah, I was close. I was close. <laughs> what <laughs> is it? July 15th?
3: 19th. 19th. Well, they July know. 19th. Yeah.
0: So Matthew David Smith, the uh, writer of Amazing Age from Alternate Comics, thank you so much for coming on, man. You'll be at Heroes. I mean, the whole world is there. So if you're going to Heroes, swing by his table, pick up some books. And again, he's just a nice dude, man, and he'll have a nice conversation with and you. And where can we find you on Twitter, Matthew? Uh,
3: it, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff md smith comics M. like D. you know smith medical doctor smith yeah medical <laughs> Dr. Smith comics. all right yeah buddy
0: so there you go so thank you again thank sir you. It's, it's a it was a pleasure having you on and nothing but the best for you sir
3: hey thanks a lot guys and uh i'll i definitely look forward to seeing you at heroes son. sounds good buddy all right great all right talk to you later later Gator. bye
0: and thank you once again to matthew david smith and Peter Subbadi from Alterna Comics written Kevin wanted to do shout outs in
1: this episode for some reason No, no. no. Is, I,
0: I was asked I know I, I it's That's nice because we don't really have all that many listeners we, we don't have that many listeners
1: so yes. like when 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 they say hey can you can you mention me on Word Bros I'm like I guess. I'll ask Bobby if that's cool. Like, I don't care. No,
0: don't put that on me because if I say no, then I look like a jerk.
1: I say Bobby's the boss.
0: Yeah, that's true. I am. I I, I just do the production and put the episode together. So if it's there, it's there. But yeah, so Kevin wanted to do some shout outs. So Kevin, get to that.
1: And I want to just give a quick shout out to Matt Kennard. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, We just got it. He said you didn't have a question for Chris, but you wanted a shout out. And there you go.
0: Who's Matt Kennard? Do we know
1: him personally? Like Matt Canard he- came by the booth when we were selling Elvis uh, last year at, El- at at Hampton. Do you and mean the, Do you mean the Elvis Adventures uh, drawn by Elvis Rachel- adventures. drawn by Rachel Ordway? Yes, I do. Yes, that's awesome. That That's and a good book, and you know what? Sold out. Sold out. We We sold all of them. Sold everyone. So, like, that's pretty awesome for yes. us. Yeah, uh, and Matt. Thank you for buying The Elvis Adventures, and we wanted to both personally thank you for listening to Word Bros.
0: Yeah, we're not going to do that to everybody who listens. We're just trying to brown-nose yeah. new listeners we have. so To, to, to keep listening. And yeah, re- when we have,
1: listen, they, they, they talked about me. When yeah.
0: we have thousands upon thousands of listeners, we won't mention any of you
1: jerks. Yeah. <laughs> thousands
0: upon thousands? Well, when we only have like – right now we only have like seven. Like four. So, yeah, we got to be really, really nice. <laughs> four. To so, so thanks. What was his name again? Matt Kennard. Thanks, Matt. We really appreciate you,
1: it.
2: We, we love Ed.
0: you. Ed's been listening. What's Ed's last name?
1: Uh, Ed Bickford. Ed
0: Bickford's a very Thank talented. You, Ed. Yeah, hang on. I'm gonna give his what's it called real quick because I'd like to have Ed Bickford on the show. What is it? The Bird something or other. Bird uh, something. Birdlander.com. If you want a good um, web comic, go to the Birdlander.com and check that out.
1: And and Ed Bickford's been listening to every pod and said that he really loved it. So. Hey,
0: it's only three episodes. He can change his mind, Kevin. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it
1: could happen. It's not. It's it's not unheard of. This like, is garbage. I tell you, garbage. It, well, I mean, it, that wouldn't surprise me at all. So uh, you can find Ed Bickford at Edwin Bickford. Edwind. at Edwin, not wind. He gave away his his website address. What more does Ed want, for God's sake? Ed would like Ed would like people to follow him on Twitter. Probably. Well, that's what Follow Fridays for. You are the king. I am the king of Follow, follow Friday. Friday. I am like Ric Flair of Follow Friday. <laughs> Whoa! So it takes like forty five minutes. <laughs> and the funniest thing is, all my friends beat me up in text messages about it. And 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 what are they called? GIFs,
0: GIFs, GIFs. No, I'm not the yeah. king of
1: gifts, though. I'm That's not. Eric Donovan. That Eric is Donovan,
0: Donovan <laughs> who will also, he's a friend of ours, and we'll probably have him on the show. He can have entire conversations in those He's, he's the gift king, like yeah, David yeah. Bowie is the king of goblins. Yes, it's really wow, neat. his so. right, gift magic. So. so is the shout-out portion of the broadcast finished? Or we I
1: believe it is. Thank All right. you.
0: All right. <laughs> All right, so now that we're done with the shout-outs, we can be done with the episode. Thank you again to Matthew David Smith and Peter Submedi from Alterna Comics for coming on and talking all things Alterna with us. It was a great episode. If you liked the episode, please rate us on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes. We are the Word Bros. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. You're listening to the Word Bros podcast, thewordbros.com.